This is Mix Noise, episode 101. I'm Marcus. I'm just... Today's June 19th, 2015. This episode has been brought to you by... Uh, looking around the room here, looking around the room here. Burger King. Oh, Whataburger. Whataburger brought you this episode. Thank you, Whataburger, for sponsoring us by not killing us. I know you're watching. <sighs> Jesse, I, I, I got a... I got a grievance to take up with Whataburger, actually. Why? And I don't know if this is all Whataburgers or it's just my local shitty-ass Whataburger, but... It might be that. It, it, it might be that. My meat, like, recently has been just so salty. Has that always been the way it's, like, they've been operating? French fries, maybe. But the meat... No, not about the meat, though. Right? I, I just feel like it, they're lying to me. McDonald's like, is more salty on everything. You think so? I always thought it was yeah. sh more sugary. Sugar. No, no, no. McDonald's is their thing is salt. Their burgers are really just salt and pepper, but more salt. Mm. I mean that you know that might be the case, but Whataburger just give me good burgers. You know, I, I feel like I'm paying a, a bit of a premium for my fast food burger. I should get a good burger out of this. Mm -hmm. uh, it's I, I think just the fast food in my area is just so shitty. McDonald's is actually one of the top tier fast food places right now. Think about that. No, McDonald's is struggling <laughs> right now. Not in my area. I'm talking about the quality I'm getting from them. It's they're the one at the top. The Taco Bell app just broke on me the other day. I get to the store and it's like, we're sorry, we can't connect to, to, to fucking deliver your order. And I had to go and talk to a person. What's the point oh, of this Lord. app? What's the point of this app if I have to talk to people still? So I'm just trying to explain to you, man. Just uh, trying to explain that to you. Te technology <laughs> just isn't there yet. It's just not there. I'm trying to explain to you. But um, I really w wish the Wendy's here was legit. Because I miss eating Wendy's. What happened? What's wrong with your Wendy's? It's nasty. What, what did they do wrong? Everything. They've done everything wrong. <laughs> I can't get a proper Baconator, man. The bacon's just, like, all shriveled up. It's not, like, they get three pieces of bacon, for instance, on my bread. And uh, it's just not good. It's not good Wendy's while. And the, the Wendy's looks broke down. Like, it looks like it's been there since the 90s. And, yeah, it's not, I don't know, it's not the wave. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I I don't know, man. I don't know. The Wendy's around here is pretty much Wendy's is normal, so I guess I've never really seen a Wendy's go wrong. But I I can understand that. To me, Wendy's has always been a little pricey. So if I went there and it it wasn't like it wasn't the shit, I think I would just never go back. And I guess that's sort of what happened with you. I go there at least once a year just to see what's up. I've been here for four years. Been there three times just to see if like have you guys? No, you haven't. Fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is like a random day too. It's just like. I really want a Baconator. Let's see what's going on. And I remember that that's the first thing I did when I was like, oh, you guys got Wendy's here? All right, let me go get the Wendy's. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I, and so I, the next year, I was like, well, maybe it's different now. Nope. <laughs> next year, all right, here we go. Nope. Mm -hmm. No, this year, I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it soon. And uh, let's see what's up. It's not going to It's not gonna be great, Jesse. That, If anything, that's telling you. You, you just you got to move. Got to move to find that good Wendy's. <sighs> I wish I missed Taco Cabana. Don't, no, you don't. Yes, What's I do. To miss? There's nothing to miss. I miss Taco Cabana. Why? <laughs> I like their brisket tacos. Uh, I mean, I, I, I can't say anything on that one way or the other, I suppose. Their brisket tacos was off the chain. Hmm. All right. Well, I, I miss uh, What's margaritas? that other joint? <laughs> oh. What's that other joint? Burger King. No, the taco place. Taco Bell. No. El Paso, Taco Cabana, Taco, um, taco Bell, and there was another, another, another joint. What, what what do you mean? Like the Chipotle? Another... Like the local Chipotle? <laughs> no, not that one. It's like a big, like when you go in, it's like a fast food joint, but it's like not really. And you go in, it's really big. And uh, it was on um on the east side. There was one on the east side. Ah, what the fuck is that place called? 
Whatever. Describe these tacos to me. Is there anything special about the taco themselves? Other than being delicious? I don't know. <laughs> were they were they pricey tacos? Were... No, no. Their quesadillas is all point, on point, too. Really big quesadillas, too. Uh... Oh, man. There's one on the east side. There's one on the west side. Fuck. I don't know what it's called, but that one was, that uh, place is off the chain, too. I miss Del Taco, but that's more of a west coast thing. It wasn't It wasn't El Taco Tote? There it is! El Taco Tote. <laughs> That's that. I, th- I always just thought that was just Chipotle. It was just no. Mexican Chipotle. El Taco Tote is off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess not, you're my mom now, Jesse. That's great. <laughs> you telling me it's not great? It's great. Ah, I was I was never impressed by them. I mean, as far as like fast food joints for Mexican food, yeah. I never thought they were fast food to me. I guess that's part of the problem. I just always seemed, I have to like of. go in there. I mean, I guess they did have a drive-through, but they did. It's not entirely fast food, but it's fast food. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I suppose. It's like In and Out. Like quit playing In and Out. You're fast food. This this In and Out try to pretend there's something else. They try to pretend they're like some kind of gourmet burger joint, and it's like oh. you're lying to yourself. You're fast food, but you're good, but you're fast food. They're a good burger. They fail on every other front. The most important the sh- front being fries. The shakes are good. No, well, it's the fries I'm talking about. Fries to me, are, um... to me, a burger and fries is like what you need to <laughs> to complete the deal. I feel like the fries are good, man. Oh, I mean, if you like shitty fries, I guess they're good. In and Out's my favorite. Whataburger is second. Frisco Burger in El Paso is off the chain too. By the way. What burger? Frisco Burger. Oh, uh, I don't know if I ever went there. Yeah, that was great. It's no Papa Burger, I'll tell you that. I think it was the last time I like the last place I ate at in um for you, El Paso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's one way to go out. Yeah, it was great. And yeah. I lived there for like eight years of my life, and I never knew it existed until Liz brought me there. And yeah. And so, and that was like the one reason Jesse was dragged kicking and screaming to Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, Frisco Burger! There was finally burgers now! <laughs> uh, hey, Jesse, See, you know what spo- else is great? Oh, I'm sorry, what's up? We're supposed to talk about e- E3, but um, I, do I don't think that's going to happen now, right? I ta- oh, no, I want to talk about video games. Your games are so cool. Alright. Give a quick rundown. Fallout 4, guys, coming out November 10th this year. <laughs> this is how video games should work, Jesse. You announce the game, uh, and when's it coming out? Oh, this year? I don't have to wait two or three years for it to come out? Awesome. They show so much crap. It, like, it just got me pumped, got me hyped. I almost bought the, the special edition that comes with useless crap I'm never going to use just because I was so happy about it. I, I didn't quite bite on that yet. Uh, their other thing at their conference was Doom. I don't know if you like the old Doom games, Jesse. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, New Doom. Uh, I, I can't say I've ever liked the old stuff, so I can't say much on it other than it looked like a shooter. It looked pretty, but there was nothing too exciting about it. Um, then we, we go on, roll on to Microsoft shit. They have this new game with, like, some robot chick. No, sorry, not robot chick. Chick with robots. And that looked fun, but again, it was just a CG trailer, so you can't really tell what's going on. Good good vibe coming from it, I guess. Uh, the bigger news, though, is that uh, Xbox One, now backwards compatible with Xbox 360 games. So that or, means PlayStation 4 is going to be like that next year. They can't, they can't, though. Why not? Be- because the, the cell architecture of the PS3 doesn't really mesh with the PS4, and that's why they, they can only do like their weird, shitty-ass like, PS Now uh, service. Mm. And, and and Microsoft did throw a nice dick at them saying, we don't charge you to play games you already own. Which, mm. yeah, PlayStation is like one, of, like one of the big areas they're really fucking up on. I'd, I'd love to get rid of my PS3. You know, I'd love to throw it in the trash. I don't need it anymore. I got a PS4. But, like, I still need it to play those games on the PS3. It sucks. How do you do that, though? Like, how do you go from the PlayStation 4 to the PlayStation 3 and not feel like, you know what, fuck this. I'm going back to the PlayStation 4. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, my eyes are bleeding. <laughs> like, what, what is this? 
Uh, I don't know. I it's part of it's because I had a Wii last generation, so I'm used to shitty graphics. So it's okay. I don't know. I tried I, doing it the other day. <laughs> I was like, nah. I mean, what game did you try playing on PS3 though? Um, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, why would you do that? Just buy the buy the good version of that. I'm I'm talking about games where you don't have a upgraded version on the newer consoles. You know, games that are only for this older thing. Uh. Because, like, yeah, if you were to go back to PS3, like, I'm going to go play Madden 07. Why would you do that? Yeah. What mistake yeah. have you made in your life to do this? It looks like, it looks terrible. Yeah. Oh. So, like, n- never never do that. Um, super hyped about that. Microsoft also uh, unveiled this new Elite controller that they have going. And, Jesse, it's like 150 bucks, but I want it. Mm-mm. It looks so good. It's like the most comfortable looking controller. Like, the triggers are on the back handle, so you don't have to, like, have this weird finger placement to get them. It's just the best. It looks so good. Um, mm-hmm. They had a Halo 5 stuff. I mean, after Master Chief Collection shit the bed this past fall. I don't know if you heard about that from any of your friends, Jesse. But, like, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's one of those games that just doesn't work. Um, I'm, I'm going to be holding off on getting excited about it, you know, for, for, for sure. Uh, they unveiled Gears 4. Gears, awesome. Uh, I love the franchise, Gears 4. Looking forward to it. We'll see what they, they come up with. Um... They unveiled a new Rare game. Did you ever play, uh, like, Banjo-Kazooie and stuff back in the day? What was that? Did you ever play uh, Banjo-Kazooie back in the day? Banjo-Kazooie. Or Conquer? No, not Banjo-Kazooie. I played, cra- played pra- Crash Bandicoot. No, that's that's PlayStation gra- gar- garbage. Trash. <laughs> Just pure trash. That that was never any good. Those what? PS1 games, they suck, you guys. How dare you? How <laughs> dare suck. you? I owned a PlayStation. Oh, your parents hated you, huh? Okay, that's cool. PlayStation was awesome. Nah, it Loved sucked. it. Sucked. You're no, out of your no, mind. No one liked it. Garbage. You, you must have liked all those fan, Final Fantasy games on it. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> I loved all those. I loved, um... What was that other game that's on the PlayStation? Crash Bandicoot? Spyro? Spyro? Yeah. Uh, that, that fucking grim... You know that, that like, guy with the skull head? That, like, knight dude? I think he had so. the weird-ass face. There's Abe's Odyssey... Think yeah. so? I don't know, dude. Uh, never like normal PlayStation. Uh, rare. Anyways, rare. Uh, unveiled new game. Awesome. A collection of their old games, or at least thirty of their old games for thirty bucks. Super interested in that because it's like thirty games for thirty dollars. That's such a great deal. And I like a lot of those games too. And there's some that like, oh yeah, those are really good. I should probably get around to playing it. And this is the perfect opportunity to do so. Uh, I forgot what else they had at this this conference. They, un- they unveiled some other new games and stuff. Um. But yeah, oh, I mean, overall, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, all right, all right, Xbox, now I'm looking at you. They have this weird Minecraft thing where it's like holographic technology now. Like it's it's this weird shit. Like you know, they they have a table in the middle of the room, and you have some weird virtual reality stuff like that you got on, and it makes it look like like the the hollow deck from from fucking Star Trek and shit, <laughs> and it it's crazy. So I, I like it. It feels like we're in the future. It's one of those things that has no real you know practical application that that they've shown so far. It's just one of those. This is amazing, and I want to play with it sort of things. Um, as far as anything else that they got, I don't know if they released too much else uh, on that. The the new rare game was a pirate game. Uh, did you like Black Flag? No. Didn't. I didn't really uh, like the shapes, the ships part in the one before that in the Assassin's Creed. Yeah. All right. Cool. We're on the same page on that. Everyone else loved that part of three and that uh, Black Flag because of that. So it, yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> not not to me, anyways. And then I felt like there was less running around stuff in Black Flag. Like as far as the islands you were on, the cities felt a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. 
it was just it, it was decent um they also showed more of cuphead which is this indie game which has that old school animation style like if you look up cuphead you'll understand that's that style immediately it's like those old 30s cartoons and but it's a game like the whole game looks like that and it's crazy because it's all essentially hand animated uh game stuff so it's it's coming along just it'll take a while and it's one of those games that like i guess i'm gonna have to buy a, an xbox because it's not coming to playstation mm. um and uh yeah uh so i mean moving along from there we we got ubisoft did some stuff have you seen any of the things on the division no, nah, nah, keep it that way. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I got. I got to see some reviews, dude, because it feel, just feels like the game was. It was revealed two years or so ago. Everyone was amazed by it. Like this dude was taking cover, walking alongside this car, and like the car door was open, and he's walking along for cover. He closes the door with his hand as he's moving, just as a normal animation thing, and everyone like lost their shit over that because it was just one of those things we didn't see at the time. And now you know, a couple of years have passed by, and it's it's like just gone gradually worse looking. <laughs> they've they've really scaled back the graphics on it. Uh, it doesn't really seem like the gameplay's all there, and it it's just eh, you know, sort of. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, do you like racing games, Jesse? No, not really. I stopped playing racing games a while ago. Yeah, I can't. I can't really handle racing games. They look super pretty, but like I don't. I don't care. Yeah. Because the new Need for Speed was uh, announced, and it, it looks super pretty. <laughs> but don't care. Yeah, don't care. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. First one was fun, decent, but like, yeah, okay, it's there. Whatever. I guess that's cool. Um, big news coming out uh, related to Fallout 4 is that now there's going to be mods on, on like the consoles. Like People are going to be able to develop mods for the consoles. Usually it was one of those things that the PC always had over consoles. Like, oh, look at this. We have all these cool mods to edit our games. And Fallout said, well, we can do a little bit of that on consoles. You know, you're not going to get stuff that makes the game look amazing like you get on PC. But, you know, to, to get stuff that changes it up, maybe adds different weapons and stuff. That's going to be coming. And I'm interested to see how they're going to make that work. Um, now they are supposed to be free mods, but people are still a little iffy after the last time around, uh, Bethesda was like, Hey, we're going to charge for, for Fallout, no, I'm sorry, not Fallout 3 mods, Skyrim mods. And, and everyone lost their shit, dude, cause mods are supposed to be free, but no, they, we want money. What did, what did you, did you help to make the mod better? No, but we want the money. All right. Thanks Bethesda. That's, that's real great. You guys. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't really think there's, there's much else from EA's conference except a battlefront. Battlefront's amazing, Jesse. You need, you need to look up some footage from this game because I don't give a shit what kind of games you like. You can't look at that and, and just not be, like, creaming your pants. It's, I, you have to, like, if you like Star Wars even a little bit, it, it's amazing. <laughs> it, and, and, like, wear headphones when you watch the video. Like watch it in HD and wear headphones and just immerse yourself in it. You know, I, I turn off your phones, too, because you don't want any distractions. It's like a one-minute-long thing, <laughs> anyways. But, like, turn off your phones, too, because no distractions. It deserves everything. Uh, and that's coming out this year, too. I don't even remember when. The, the 17th or something? Like, November and October of this year are crazy. Um, there's a new Assassin's Creed and October Syndicate. Uh, you saw some a, a bit on that, right? The whole English thing. Like yeah. It's happening in London. We're, we're protagonists. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still in the middle of Unity, so I don't really care yet. I'll probably buy it in, a, in like a year from now, um, the way things have been going. Just because, uh, has Assassin's Creed ever been like a high priority for you, Jesse? It was in the beginning with the second one. And then the third one, kind of like after playing it, kind of just like, oh, well, I'm done here. I don't want any more Assassin's Creed's. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's for me, it's not so much that I don't want anymore. I just, I, I no longer feel the need to search it out. Like, I'll wait till it gets down to 20 bucks and then pick it up. And this new one's going to be single player only, which to me, that's sort of great because I never really fucked with the multiplayer on, mm. on the other ones and stuff. I, I saw the competitive, the competitive hunt you, hunt me, hunt them thing. And it, it had a cool little concept. But I just felt, no, nah, I'd rather just play single player. Like, if if, that's the, if this was the only game I had, I'd understand that appeal of that mode. But there's so many other games that do multiplayer better for, like, the way I play. I just don't want to waste time with that. To me, Assassin's Creed is a single-player experience. And even the, the co-op from Unity, which is, it was poorly done. So just keep it out altogether. You know, if you're not going to do it right, just don't do it. Right. Um, so, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely see how that goes. Uh, there's the new Rainbow, Rainbow Six game, that Siege thing, which apparently people are getting pissed about because it's, like, mainly multiplayer-focused. There is some single-player, like, with bots and, like, training missions, and it's not quite looking as good as it was last year. Uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Ubisoft's always doing this. I, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. It's the same conference I was talking about earlier. Same yeah. company. Yeah, Ubisoft's sort of fucking up, Jesse. They've been fucking up. Right? Uh, who knows? Who knows what they're, what they're doing, man? Um, and then we get to, to Sony's conference that, that happened that night. And, Jesse, the first thing they let off with was the, the Last Guardian, which we thought had been dead. It was, like, first revealed seven years ago, and then nothing about it since. And and people just every year have been asking, hey, so what about the Last Guardian? Where is it? Where is it? And then eventually that turned into, it's canceled, isn't it? Just tell me. Just tell me. Just uh, just put it to rest. And all along, Sony just was saying, no, no, it's 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 coming. Don't don't you worry, it's coming. And then this year they finally said, oh hey, remember that thing? It's here. Um, and it looks good because uh, did you ever try out Shadow of the Colossus? And, or Ico? No. It's essentially another game by by the the company who made those two games, and you can very much tell that it is. The only bad thing is that this is a PS4 game, and it looks like a PS3 game. It's very clear that this that this game started development in 2008 or 2007. Yeah. Um, and so it's not too impressive on that front. But they have like this dog Griffin thing in it, and it's video games know which heartstrings to pull for me, and they're gonna kill that thing, and I'm gonna be so pissed. <laughs> It's going to kill me inside. Um, beyond that, they had a Shenmue 3 was uh, announced. Like they, they kickstarted that. Another game people have been asking for for much longer than The Last Guardian, actually. Everyone thought, oh, there's, there's no hope for it. And, no, it's back. Another thing on that same, same sort of track, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, last December, fucking Square Enix, they gave the biggest middle fingers to fans ever. Like, they, they came up on stage and said, we know you've been wanting it. Here it is. And and so you see this Final Fantasy VII, like, oh my god, people are getting so hyped for it. They're seeing the old footage, like, okay, cool. They're finally re- remaking it, like they teased back at the PS3 days. Awesome! And then it turned out to be, we're porting over the PC version of PS4! And people booed. <laughs> like, people were so pissed. It was great. And so this time around, they, they come up again, and, and you know, you're getting cautiously excited. Because you, you, you see little bits, like, oh, that's final fantasy yeah that no that's that's it that's the game that yes like it it was it was a good moment the only bad part is that it's it was like all cgi trailer like so it's a cool announcement but uh, we still haven't actually seen the game (laughs) so can't can't really count it as a it's 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 here we finally got it guys because it still seems like it's it's a ways off probably 2017 at the earliest i'd I'd imagine right Uh, um what else we got? We got this new game called Horizon Zero Dawn. You're, you're, okay, so what happened here? 
just stick with with me with this story here for a second because you know we we've been talking about the world's been talking about jurassic world uh dinosaurs amusement park goes crazy right like it's pretty much that same that same thing again and that seems like a little far-fetched don't you think Mm -hmm. well this developer said i don't know that seems a little too plausible a little too believable how about this the mankind's flourishing but oh no wait something happens the world goes dark nature takes over again mankind's underground now here we are. We've lost all our all or most of our technology. There's like these alien robots that are roaming the earth and and running shit. And like these robots take the form of like big ass dinosaurs. And and we have to hunt these robot dinosaurs with their weird sort of sort of like basic it's like a bow but it has a crazy scope on it or like it has a weird modifier to have cool arrows and shit and like it this game makes no goddamn sense jesse i don't know what's going on in this game and it's it's still it looks so cool like it's like they did they did that whole reveal of like here's the premise of this world and then you you see all the graphics the graphics look amazing it's like yeah this is ps4 graphics this is the stuff we've been wanting uh and then it it zooms into the your main character it's this this cool like redhead chick sort of sort of uh remember uh remember boo from uh, game of thrones john's boo yeah yeah she's she's sort of here but like more wildling looking and, and it's like okay no I, I can get down with this i can get down with this you see the gameplay oh cool oh some cool moments here hmm this could be a great game and it's just one of those games that well yeah it was rumored that people sort of knew about it already it was nice to see it revealed so just like here it all is it's coming out in the spring you love it and and then after that like the sony conference sort of went to shit <laughs> like it got super boring after that. The they 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 didn't really do much. I guess it's a lot of these conferences always go to indie games, and while for some people indie games are great, I'm just not a big fan. Like I'll, I'll play it here and there, but I don't think I've ever anticipated an indie game. You know. Um, and at the end, they had uh, two things. They had Star Wars some some more Battlefront footage of their co-op mode, uh, which again looks so good. It just looks so good. It was uh, on Tatooine, and Tatooine, like the lighting on Tatooine, it lends itself perfectly to to just, you know, look at the sunset. Doesn't it look so pretty? Sunsets always look pretty in games. They've, they've really nailed that down, those colors, man. Uh, and then they finish it up with that new Uncharted 4 demo, which, how much of that did you see? None. You saw none of it. You just know it exists. Yeah. Ah, oh, you bitch, Jesse. You bitch. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought basketball was done, but what were you doing? Um, nothing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn you, Jesse. Okay, did you play the other Uncharted games? Yeah, I played um two and three. Okay, that's. I mean, that's really all you need to play. As long as, as long as you play two, you're good. Um, but yeah, no, this this game was cool. You know, it it starts out. Uh, it's you know a little bit of a cutscene with with Drake and Scully, and then you, you go into this market, have have your little shootouts and stuff, some some nice animations and stuff going on there, a lot of destructible environments, sort of what you'd expect from a natural progression of Uncharted. It's like, all right, this is awesome. And then they just turn around and say, oh look, you get in this car. What? You can drive in it now too? And then it was this huge ass like world that just all these options for you when you're like you there's this turret thing that's chasing you and you sort of have to keep trying to avoid it and go around it and you're, you're just going all over the place and there's just so much options and so much choice and the the game wasn't hiccuping when it was trying to you know stream all of this information it was just this huge seamless experience of it really felt like you were driving through this city 
and it's it's one of those uncharted experiences that you don't really get you know if you sort of compare something similar uh you know remember like the train sequence uh back in the day or even that that horse sequence it all very much felt like it was on rails and here it really felt like you had the control of where the sequence went um yeah and so it was it's it's awesome and it's one of those things that makes me sad that they pushed it back from this year just just because like i know i want it though i want it now yeah. but there's just so much coming out that it's it, it doesn't matter jesse it doesn't matter um but yeah uh, you know there, there's definitely more stuff for e3 i, I definitely recommend that you, you check it out look it up uh because it, video games are great and we love video games word what else is great jesse i want to say it's great what I'd say I would say is infuriating. Oh, we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna go to Game of Thrones first, then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's get that out of the way. All right, Game of Thrones uh, finale. What's that? What up? What what happened? Tell me. Not a lot of things happen, really. Like, I mean, things happen, you know. But I don't know how to describe it. It's just two of the major things that happened was the Cersei's storyline and Jon Snow's storyline, of course. Mm-hmm. A couple things that happened along the way was Stannis getting got because his whole crew left him because they were like, fuck him. And yeah. what happened to the the Red Witches thing? Yeah, I, I thought she she's been like all infallible up to this point, And then all of a sudden, oh, no, she was so wrong. And I liked how um, Stannis kind of accepted it. Like he didn't he kind of knew the jig was up. Yeah, you know what I mean. His wife hung herself and all that, but he just he kept on going. Like fuck it, you know. And don't you think of like what he he essentially sacrificed his daughter for good weather? Like it didn't give him any other advantages except well, the weather's clear. Yeah, that's that's a shitty deal. Like even just that, like even if he, his men didn't leave, that's all that did. It, you cleared up the weather. Good job. Someone told me that that the witch put on a spell in the north to make it warmer, so that the what's one call it. White Walkers, White Walkers. be around. Uh, maybe it'll delay them. That'd be good. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so Stannis, he, go- he continues going to Winterfell with his weak-ass army, and then Ramsay and his army just whoops their ass. And... Yeah, it felt like even if he had his full force, that's still iffy. I I could I didn't think that the Boltons had that many dudes behind him, you know? Because they came riding up over that hill like with, with some, like, Rohirrim Lord of the Rings shit going on. Yeah, yeah. And then, um... Stannis is struggling. He's on a tree after he kills some dudes by himself, and Brienne see, catches up to him and pretty much acts like Brienne the whole time. Yeah, and you know, basically, you killed Renly, your brother, and had to avenge him. And she swings her sword, but we don't see him die. So there's always a theory that he's still alive. Um, well, which I kind of yeah. I mean, that's honestly why not. She probably uses him for something else. But for, and that's the thing, but like, I, yeah, because there's always that rule if you don't see them die, then they might still be alive. Uh, but for what reason would do you think they'd keep them all alive? I don't know. Wouldn't she would have to use them for something, and I forgot what it would be for. Uh, not sure. Maybe but, um, like she might have had been planning to try to get Sansa with that, but like, I don't know how that would work. Yeah. Speaking of Sansa, she, you know, she lights the candle, and of course, Brienne, her dumbass, leaves. As soon the as... moment she does it. <laughs> she's the worst guard ever. <laughs> like, she's the worst knight. Isn't she? You had one job. One job. Yeah. It's... You that's... couldn't even do that. That's why she didn't kill <laughs> fucking Baratheon. You had one job. Just stay there. Nope. And then um, she gets caught by Ramsay's side piece, and uh, 
Dion's back. He knocked her over the little ledge, and we see everything. She see her head snap back and everything, blood everywhere. It's because this the side piece is like it seems like she got crazier and crazier each episode. Yeah. But yeah, that that was a, a satisfying little moment. But Sansa and Theon leap off the wall together. Well, they shouldn't survive that. They don't survive that. You think they're just dead? No. <laughs> no. What? But they should be. Did you see that wall? <laughs> what kind of shit was that? So you think they're just, that's it for Sansa? No, that should be it. It's probably not going to be, but like, come on, look at that wall. Uh, 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 she should at least be crippled like Bran. Like, yeah, Bran. I don't know. Do like Assassin's Creed style, land in a bush somewhere, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they landed in a pile of snow. Yeah. Okay, guys, thanks. <laughs> and that's it for the north of Winterfell. Um, and then we go to Dorne, I guess, and poor Jamie. It gets even more sad for him. Like He has this moment with his daughter where she recognizes him as, his, as her real father and all that, and she starts bleeding from the nose and starts dying and collapses on her, and... Old girl from Dorne doesn't still didn't hold up her part of the bargain, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope at the very least she's she's killed like super hardcore yeah. because like come on, dude, how could you like she's still being such a bitch about things? Like why yeah, would you that, give her? Why would you let her be close to any of that? Let that hurt go, ma. Uh, that's that was so to, annoying. Then we go to Bravos. Oh wait, hold Bro. on. You, you don't want to talk about that? Just the the cheesiest porn line and and Dorne. What? Uh, between between Hot Sand Snake and uh, Stop Ron. it! <laughs> that was sorry. awful, dude. <laughs> that yeah. was such a bad line. It was really bad. Um, you don't want her bad pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I don't care if it's bad or not, girl. Yeah, no, I'm like I'm still super down for it. Great, <laughs> but like that line. <laughs> that's just proof that like if you're hot, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. I just try been trying to tell you. You can do whatever you want. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Like, it, there's no really hot um, comedians. There's always just cute comedians because they don't need to. Because if you're hot, you don't need to do anything. You don't make people laugh. But but there's I, I don't know, man. There's there's varying levels of of attractiveness in comedians. Like the Broad City chicks are, are cute. Yeah yeah, you're right. They're not hot. No yeah no. But oh, what about what about what's her name? Homegirl from You're the Worst. Cute. Oh, I think she's hot. Well, hot. <laughs> I, think, I think the attitude really sells it. But okay, that that I mean that's that's a digression. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyways, yeah. And we go to Bravos with Arya, and she pissed me off. Like I told you, man. Arya stays fucking but I'm not, shitting. I'm not done with her. Like I just she's gonna figure it out. You know. But do you think she's blind for good, or is that a temporary? Thing? It has to be temporary. She has to learn. I think that's how she learns is how to do this shit. Because. About her eyes, she can't. She can't be influenced by anything. You know what I mean? Around her, she just does does what she's told. Like if she didn't, she was blind, and that's when she saw old boy get off that boat, which she had went out of her way to go kill that guy. And the whole like your empire is start like it's the worst. Like man, you really don't want to be a sad like a uh, part of the this crew, huh? Like you just want to be some badass assassin and just push your own agenda. Yeah. But she's gonna learn. She's gonna learn today. But that's the she's thing. She's gonna you learn think... today. Do you think she learns enough to get her eyesight back and then she pieces out? I think she learns enough to get her eyesight back and but she doesn't piece out. She just she's already she's knee deep in already now, so there's no reason for her to be like, Oh well, well because she she's gonna know. have to give up her list essentially to She doesn't know that um she would get her eyes back, so she just has to do what she has to do. You know? I, so. I guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see where that goes. I just feel like it's it's almost an, an intrinsic part of her character to like 
this this whole list her whole, like revenge like that's her big thing mm-hmm. and to let that go i don't know if she would like for good yeah i don't know and do you think the i think is that would happen to anyone using those masks or is it because she like poked out sir Marin's eyes that like i think that's that, a good illusion right there that's that's a little bit it's like i wasn't too sure on if it's specific like that or that's just it, it always does I'd that go with shit that. to you i'll go with that i think it's just yeah i go with that um did we go to Daenerys? Khaleesi? Uh, yeah, let's go to that waste of time. Yeah, it wasn't really much. He was trying to boss Dragon around. Dragon was like, get the fuck off of me. I'm sleeping. I'm hurt. I'm back did, hurt too. And... <laughs> did you did you hear people's like comparisons to what that was? To Ash. And, and his Charizard? Charizard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was uh, that's about right. Yeah. I'm surprised he I'm surprised he didn't like punk her some more. Yeah. She um walks around and then people from her old crew from back in the day. Uh, the Dothraki showed up. Yeah. So, oh, cool. She's getting another army. Is that what happens? I don't know. I think what happens with Daenerys next season is that we spend the whole sixth season trying to find her ass. But we're we're gonna. I mean, she's one of the stars, so we're gonna see her like yeah, we're gonna see her struggle and stuff and all that. And it's just like the and then um, Serja and Oboy is gonna look around finding her, and we're gonna see what happens in uh, Marine with uh, Tyrion and everybody. But pretty much, she's not gonna be on power like she's been in for the past five seasons. She's going to be. There's gonna be one of those struggle seasons for her. And then in season seven, they're gonna finish it up with her being queen in King's Landing. If I would have had to bet on that. And and that's sort of a, a disappointment because it, it would feel less earned if she just shows up in the last season and that's it. It's just her, boom. There she, it's it's mine now. I mean, I just think it ends that way. Because I don't know. It's like because we've been we've been in fucking marine like this whole season, and it's, yeah. or like more than a season, and it was just what was the point of this to show us that she still sucks? You're right, she does. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to see Tyrion and uh, what's his name? Grey Worm and Miss Sandy, my my boo. No, not 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 a. Uh... Not her crew. I'm talking about Varys, who just appears and like, hey, old friend, oh, yeah. what's Told up? You. I'm here. It's me. Told you. Yeah. And drops like hints like I have spies everywhere and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm at least glad that he like kept going. He didn't just stay in the brothel. Um, yeah. So, so that was fun. Uh, again, though, uh, Jorah is grayscale. Like, yeah. Uh, what's uh, going on with that, guys? <laughs> Feels like there's no, a tick and talk there, and uh, I don't know how she's he, he's going to get out of it at this point. Who knows? Maybe he gets uh old boy. With some grayscale, <laughs> yeah. and the Daenerys is lost forever. Dun, 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 dun. It's, it's whatever to me. Uh, all right, so you, you want to go to Cersei? Yeah, yeah. So she confesses to the High Sparrow, High Sparrow, and then she begs for her to go see her dude, her her son. High Sparrow grants her wish and says, "Yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna come back. We're gonna stick around so you can be you know put in trial for your other crimes." cool you know she still sees her boot her boo and she's all happy but he's like no but you gotta do the tournament mm-hmm. and uh wash her ass up they show everything yo it wasn't her though it was cgi you think okay they they pretty much confirmed as much yeah i you know, i thought it was well done some people are like oh you can tell obviously i couldn't and uh, well and that's the thing too so if it's cgi then why was the scene so long exactly i don't think and hey y'all don't complain about like anymore like i saw a lot of dick there too <laughs> oh yeah a lot of dick um that walk was just it was rough brutal. it's a rough brutal. walk but it, don't, it didn't need to be that long i got the idea I got the no, point no. got the point here game of thrones but i don't think the writers are just confusing this season man it's just really weird but i felt sorry for seriously man like i told tell everybody like y'all y'all could hate seriously but I at least respect her game you know what i mean she's a tough son of a bitch and this this broke her yeah 
and uh, she gets back to her place, and they give her her Frankenstein mountain, and uh, Which that awesome. look on her face. The best payoff. That look on her face lets me know that whole town is done for. <laughs> right? That whole town is a wrap. You Burns. think so? Or is she nope. broken? She's not broken. She's going to use that mountain. Fuck those crew, that high spiral up. Guess so. I I want to see I want to see what's under the helmet of the mountain, cause he he almost sort of looks like Bane to me at yeah. this point. She can fuck them up. Yeah. So now we get to the grand finale at the wall with Jon Snow. But this like when we're gonna, there's like a scatter scenes like one him and um Sam John Wall or uh, Jon Snow and Sam was uh talking and Sam's like yo this life ain't for me I'm gonna go ahead and be a maester see you later. Yeah, I'm taking taking my girl with me. Yeah, taking my boo thing. You know. Yeah. Sam gets pussy, and he's like, nah, you know what? This is too good. <laughs> I want more of this, so I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and But John's like, well, don't, don't, don't say you can't like have it there either. Uh, whatever, man. He's All like, right. so? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. There's amongst other things, but other than the fact that I had to hide it, I'm out. Uh, um, what else? I'm, I mean, I don't think there's really that much else. Davos was there. Trying to get him to go help with Stannis, but it's already too late. Miss Alon, yeah. Wedridge comes comes out looking defeated, and they realize what happened. And yeah. then uh, Jon Snow is out there reading letters, I think. Yeah, reading some shit, being all depressed, being Jon Snow. And then um, Ollie comes up and says, "Hey, your your uncle's here." Blah blah blah, blah with the wildling, or or wildling saw your uncle. Blah blah blah. That was a big misdirect too. I like it. I really like it because the preview scene said, "Hey, by the way, remember that uncle is missing?" I was yeah. like, "Shit, is he gonna come back this episode?" I hate that this preview reminded it. Nope, that wasn't the point of it. Nope. So yeah, Jon's like, uh, "Oh, where, where are there. they? They're over there." <laughs> and then, like the moment I saw old dude at the end of the uh, stairs, I was like, "Man, fuck this." I knew what the jig was up, Marcus. I knew the jig was up. But the I'm, moment I saw him. You, you like, I... <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what I'm glad about in that corner? There wasn't, there wasn't a dead a dead dire wolf. That was my biggest, like, all right, phew. Yeah. Because at least Ghost wasn't there dead. Because, like, no, not not again. It can't, it can't happen again. So they all just corner him as he looks at a sign that says traitor, and they all get their chance of stabbing him. Including was it a sign wolf. or was it a grave, it looked like? It looked like it was a post. Mm. So they all, like, four people, stab, stab, stab for their watch. the shit out of him. Yeah, it was so bad. So sad. I got so mad. Then he rolls over and he dies in blood, just goes around his whole head, and then... Well, who's the last one to stab him, though? Ollie. Bitch-ass Ollie. That little Told y'all. Prick. Told y'all. Never, never trust a little shithead like that. So, um, yeah, Jon Snow. It ends with him, like, dying. Dead. And, uh, I don't know how I feel about that, because it's how it happens in the books... But oh, oh does it? Books. That happens? Yeah. That's yeah. what my friend tells me. In a different way, though. They stab him over because of the fact... They literally... Like, they're literally in an argument about the fact about the wildlings, and they stab him, and then mm-hmm. leave him. So, of course, because Jon Snow is, like, a very important... Or, yeah, he's a very important character in Game of Thrones. And uh, everyone's disbelief of him dying... Of course, there's going to be some theories coming up. Yep. So... I want to believe in these theories, Marcus. I, I really do, and... I want to buy into it, but I can't bring myself to do it. Can't Why not? Do it. Because Why not? if I if I turn on season six and Jon Snow's still dead, it's going to hurt all over again. What happens at the big reveal is that he comes back near the end of season six, though. If he does not come back. Like, boom, he's here. What? Because, all right, here's the thing. They've, they've shown those dudes who, like, he's dead. Oh, no, he's back again, though. Look at him. He's alive. And then, so, and then like, like you've, you've seen, the Sandra's back. Yep. 
That was like, there's too much big illusion for Jon Snow to be just dead. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's too much backstory for Jon Snow. You to see be a around. bunch of king's blood on that snow. Right? And then the whole, like, silhouette of ghosts at the end. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't. Yeah, there's like a silhouette of ghosts, like, appearing near his head. Oh. Aww. I, I hope ghosts fuck some shit up, if nothing else. If, uh, let's say Jon is dead, he remains dead. Kill them, ghost. People have a theory all. that he's going to turn it. He's going to become ghost, basically. His spirit animal. Huh? That'd be weird. I, That's I, a theory. I, I don't. I don't think I like that theory. It doesn't really. Make I don't like sense. it either. I don't like it either because I like Jon Snow. People have a theory. This is the strongest theory that we have here. Red Witch Lady brings it back to get to life because we've seen it happen in season three with some of the other dudes. Mm-hmm. She is infatuated with King's blood. Jon Snow, who we don't know his mom, has been hinted as the right, like the true king. You know what I mean? Like, we're not completely sure that he's a bastard. Or he is a bastard, but we're not completely sure he's, like, some random-ass bastard. Mm-hmm. You know? She showed interest in him to him all season long. And there's a lot of blood, like you said there. She shows up. Like, why she shows up? And nothing happens out of that. I don't understand it. And if he is dead, what is the purpose of the show now? Like, Daenerys? What, it would be Daenerys and Bronn, I guess? Yeah. Bran. Oh, yeah, Bran. Yeah, no, Bran's the one who's fucking I mean, pussy. I don't know. I used to, I, I had a perfect thought of, like, because I used to think, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just don't think, if Jon Snow's dead, I, don't th- I think it hurts the goal of the show in the end, in the long run. Maybe that's being me being selfish because I really like Jon Snow, but I don't know, like, he's dead, then what, what are we looking for now? Tyrion. Daenerys? Tyrion? Sucks, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I... We'll we'll see in season six. I feel like there's just so much, you know, so much there to. You just can't believe that Jon Snow is dead, dead. Because I think I don't know if it was if it was a real interview or not. I didn't really look into it. But like he barely came out and said no, he's dead. There was an interview of Entertainment Weekly. It was it is a real interview. Said he was dead. But, but the that way he mean words he it, back. yeah, the way he words it is very particular too. Because he just says Jon Snow is dead. He's not, I'm not coming back as Jon Snow. Oh, he said he's not coming back. Yeah, as Jon Snow. Right. Jon Targaryen. Uh-huh. John Stark, right? <laughs> Ghost? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Because for me, it He's... always felt like Jon Snow dying. It releases him from the Night's Watch. Also, yeah, and also, old boy, um, one of the maesters kept on saying, "Kill the boy so the man could rise." The whole season, never knew what that meant. Always thought he meant like kill the redhead guy. No, no. He, he, it, it, the way they meant it in that scene was you have to stop acting childish. To take on those responsibilities, you know, those those higher responsibilities. But if what he was saying actually, yeah, like you said, it wasn't <laughs> literally killing of Jon Snow, so that that sort of reincarnation or rebirth rather could happen. That that's an interesting take on that. Yeah, but I don't know, he was very adamant, like very his his words are chosen really carefully in that interview. You could tell if you ever read it, like mm-hmm. you kind of tell what was going on here. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I dug it. I don't want to buy into these theories. I yeah. don't want to do it. They've they've taken everything from me, but I, I dug it. And then people like say, like, what about look at Ned? I was like, no, this is, it's different. It kind of felt like that was going to happen with Ned, you know? Rob Stark. Yeah, I kind of felt like that was going to happen too. Like he's going to run like run up on um old boy and be like, all right, well we're back here to seal the deal again. Sorry, I'm <laughs> thinking everything's going to be gravy. But I guess Jon Snow should have seen it coming, too, when he was just trying to get everything done, and he's ignoring everyone around him, even though, like, you know, the people at the Watch was, was wrong. Like, he was still ignoring everybody around him, not looking at what they're capable of. I don't, I don't know, man. I, if, if, do you think it's lazy at all? 
No. No. I just think I just don't know where it goes from here as far as the story. I don't know what the goal is going to be now. I think it depends. Okay, like let's say Jon Snow comes back or Jon whatever comes back. Uh, I feel like there needs to be either he comes back in a certain way for a certain purpose or or it's some it's an arduous task to bring him back. Something like that because if he just comes back at the beginning of next season, like right away, I would feel like it'd be a lazy cliffhanger. Like where it's like, okay, we expected him to come back. So why even do this? Because maybe they don't know. Because that's just how the, they don't have another book to go off of. So they're pretty much doing the same thing. But right, which to me is awesome. I'm glad that the book book uh, readers out there aren't going to be able to be like, oh yeah, this guy dies. This one does yeah. this. This. No, they don't, not... They're st- they're in the same position as us at this point with like how like what happens to Jon Snow. We don't know what happens to Jon Snow. So now they're like they could go any way they want at this point. You know, with Jon Snow in the book, he could su- he could survive. Or not survive, but he could come back alive. Mm-hmm. And but in the TV show, he won't. It could happen. But again, it always goes back to he's the George R. R. Martin has already told him how the story's supposed to end. And if Jon Snow plays a role in that, he's going to have to come back somehow. What do you say how the story's going to end? No, well, he told him just in case something happens to him. It's not like the HBO guys are going to tell us. But oh it, yeah. It, so it lets them finish out the story even if the books aren't all there yet, which they're likely not going to be. In an interview, Kit Harrington did say that like he brought into a meeting, was told that hey, your story's coming to the end here. But again, he keeps on saying Jon Snow's story is coming to an end here. Right. Talking about season six, he's like, I don't know, they they haven't really told me yet, blah blah blah. But as far as I know, Jon Snow's dead. Mm-hmm. Whatever, Kit Harrington. You ain't doing kid. else, nothing else. You ain't doing nothing else. In fact, that that'll be a, a good indicator of like, is he is he in it again? He's in. Um, and him and Adam Sandberg are in this HBO show coming up. What show's that? I know they be they've been playing it every time Game of Thrones coming on, and uh, I've just been seeing the the rock shit. Not on HBO Go, but like on I guess they're doing it on like TV. But like uh-huh. every time I watch it, they like prior to Game of Thrones starting, it was show that I mean, it looks pretty funny, but. But I mean that that could just be you know it's a short what eight episode you know little series or whatever yeah yeah so I mean we'll 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 see what happens I'm I'm just sad that all right see you all in like ten more months eleven months more Game of Thrones right a long wait um, anyways yeah let's let's move on to to Hannibal. Yeah. Uh, Hannibal season three, episode two. Yeah, Primavera. Oh, and we're dealing with the aftermath of what happened at the season finale of season two. Yeah. We dealt on the first episode where, what Hannibal's been doing since then, and now we're dealing with what Will's doing, been doing since then. And uh, initially, like, we're led to believe Abigail survived the thing, but no, she's th- she's dead, stone cold dead. Of course, mm-hmm. I kind of knew it going like. Like the more I watched it, I was like, "No, she's dead. That's her. That's a ghost." Because Will kept on hallucinating and stuff during the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No, Abigail's dead." But um, I don't know. Another like episode to me it doesn't really. We haven't gotten that as far as like what the plot's going to be with the season or anything. Just the, Will trying to catch up to Hannibal, where he's doing in Florence, which he's acting crazy. Who is Hannibal or Will? <laughs> Hannibal. <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal is out there wilding. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. Um, here, here, let me let me uh go over some of my notes I I took down when I was uh watching this episode. So the beginning of the episode, it it sort of goes back to the the finale. It sort of goes and it gives us an expanded you know scene on that. Um, 
and essentially once once Will gets like stabbed and, and, and crap and like he's left to die, uh, quote unquote die. Uh, they had th- that weird those weird visuals where it, you know pretty much going to the A Hannibal told him to give in to the the river, which pretty much you know represents death basically. Um, mm-hmm. And so we see the the whole room filling with with water slash blood. Uh, and then you also see the the teacup again, saying this is the moment the teacup shatters. Oh, like we see a teacup shattering. But then as it shatters, it, it sort of like comes back together, and Will wakes up in the hospital room. And and so as soon as he wakes up, he asks for water. Uh, that's like the first thing he asked for, which is a to me was a interesting because okay, let's say the water it goes back to the whole river thing. It's like okay, well, is is Will has Will been changed by that experience? Is he more like Hannibal as a result of it? So his asking for water is like, hey, he wants death, or is he talking about like like kill me, <laughs> like you know that's his own sort of thing. Like no, I want the I wanted to give myself to the river. Why am I alive again still? Uh, that was one part that was a little little strange, and then almost right after that, yeah, we see Abigail shows up. She has her little her little neck thing, you know, try, try, sort of protecting her neck, and she goes on about how like, oh no, Hannibal knew where to cut me so that I I wouldn't die. Um, and okay, and and like that, that the whole plan was like they were all three supposed to run off together, and that seems like a sort of naive interpretation of like what was supposed to go down you know that's like the sort of hopeful like yeah if everything was sunshine and lollipops this is the way it could have happened and later in the episode will sort of affirms that saying like what happens if no one had to die like what if we just gone off sort of thing and it, to me it was sort of a callback to this moment um but and, and so like that moment itself had this been had it been real had abigail actually been alive i would have lost respect for the show really because mm. of that scene and so to me that scene alone was like okay she's dead like she's she's super dead so the question is why is she here and and what like what role is she playing at at this point um and so it it that that whole thing of where she says Hannibal knew where to cut me so I, I wouldn't die um sort of sort of goes into another scene later where like they're in the church and and they're all talking about like oh uh like do you see Hannibal as God like it's that whole sort of thing of you know Will has a, a certain reverence for Hannibal and so that can easily be misconstrued as oh he sees him as a, as a sort of God figure and where Will pretty much cr- corrects that almost saying with disgust like he's not God he defies God sort of playing up to that whole Hannibal's the devil thing that they've really been going for but mm. he he never downplays Hannibal's the that certain power that he he believes him to have so while it still has that that same sort of thing like you can see where it'd be coming from that Will would imagine like oh no Hannibal of course Hannibal knew where to cut to cut Abigail so that she'd still be alive it's like no nah, she's she's super dead but you really understand where 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 they're coming from with that um around that scene was when they walk into that church and you see that priest like look over at Abigail in particular, but given what we know later, he's essentially looking at Will in, in that certain way. Um, so the first time I saw that, I thought like, okay, is is Abigail something you know something off about that? Is she is sort of a remnant of Hannibal that that this priest is able to see that sort of really off putting to him? Um, and maybe that's still the case, but it's just present in Will. So that that little bit, I'm I wasn't very too like sure on exactly what what that was all about. Uh, and really, to to get us to that church, we have Will and Hannibal um, again. It's sort of a flashback talking about their mind palaces and stuff like that, which was the thing that they they really touched on last season. And and the way the way that scene seemed to play out for me was that essentially their mind palaces are a bit interlinked now. 
and and so it it sort of made sense why Will knew where to look for Hannibal because Hannibal described what his would be like. So you can imagine that Hannibal wanted to surround himself in an actual real life um, uh, version of that. And so I guess Will was sort of looking in that sort of area when he heard about the heart art thing, that body art that we saw at the end of last episode. Uh, and, and that's the whole reason that Will goes to Italy. So when he get, he goes to Italy, and here's where I'm, I want to ask you a bit about this. He runs into essentially the Italian Will. What did you make Which of that? Which was weird. Yeah, I don't know what else. I thought he ran into Hannibal. Like, I thought we see Will, but he ran into Hannibal, and Hannibal was talking to him. What do you mean, where? Huh? Like, on the bench? That was Hannibal talking to him and not the... Oh, wait, never mind. I thought we were talking about something else. Never mind. No, I, I... I thought we were talking about on the... The end? Yeah. No, no, before that, when he runs into the inspector, like, he's at the scene and they, they ask him about questions and stuff. And then... Oh, that guy has, like, a whole list of what Hannibal has done? Yeah, and how he, he like, says, oh, yeah, you and me are the same. Like, they had that empathy thing going on. Yeah. I don't know. I was a little, I don't know, to me it was a little awkward. He's like, all right, here's a, essentially an, an older Will. He had a similar run with Hannibal back when Hannibal was first starting out, um, you know, what, 20-some years ago. And and yet he failed. Now, I don't know if they really explain how he failed or why he failed, but he's essentially looking for redemption at this point. And he feels like his, his key to, to getting Hannibal this time around is going to be Will, which makes it sort of feel like, Whatever relationship maybe this police guy had with Hannibal back in the day, he can sort of see it as having been repeated with Will in, in some form or fashion. Because he, you know, he does that whole thing where he gives Will the pictures. He says, you know, I've had it. Like, t- tell us what happened sort of thing. And that leads to a, a, a crazy vision. <laughs> that, that whole, like, Will, you know, Will sitting there seeing the painting, how he's explaining that the the painting was uh like talking when he was talking to the body itself talking about like you know this is broken in every every sense of the word like every way it could be broken it's been broken and i like how there's parts where he's talking to the body whoever that person was if it was the dude from homeboy from last episode or um and then also hannibal himself because uh, of course they they do play into that whole it's it's the broken heart thing. It's mm. uh, Hannibal's heart broken over essentially that betrayal uh, of, of Will. Um, and I like the idea, of, too, that, you know, art in general is supposed to be, you know, that person's expression, the artist's expression. And, you know, you, you put your heart and soul into your art, that, that whole thing. And the art itself was, it was this body contorted to look like a canvas. But the can- to me, from what I saw, the canvas itself was blank. So that meant that 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 object was the art and when the object is a broken person you really understand like okay it's it's you know it's that's that's the meaning behind the whole thing um and i i sort of i, I dug that i i like that that whole idea behind it and that it it really was for no other purpose than to speak to will yeah yeah but so yeah so Animal. that that <laughs> that vision of like that outside of that that um art piece you had the stack which we saw at the the beginning of the episode, you know, again, call back to the finale where the, the stag's dying. You know, it's gasping for its last air as, as it's dying. It's almost, I don't know if it's a rebirth, or but it comes back here. But as a much a much uh, scarier <laughs> creature, uh, uh, you know, sort of like an, an, an abomination of sorts. And the thing that pulls Will out of this is the vision of Abigail, which at the time you think is it's, it's just Abigail. And so it, it sort of goes back to then 
all right, it, what is the stag and what is Abigail here? If Abigail is able to pull Will back, we when we see that whole reveal of, no, Abigail's dead, you know? Will has to come to terms with that, and you see the wound reopen on Abigail. That, that whole, that teacup unshattering may have applied to Will, but it didn't apply to what happened to Abigail. And you see will and abigail in that river that we saw all last season where you know where they're fishing together mm-hmm. um and so it almost feels like she was his also like his his link to uh you know i i don't know um that and that that's that's the the part that i, I sort of can't quite grasp on uh where that camaraderie with abigail was was it them together against hannibal he just saw maybe a bit of a kindred spirit in her you know i, I don't know what that link is I think that's what it is, though, against Hannibal. Um, it could be, at this point, Stag is now... Because Stag was always not evil. Yeah, not at the Hannibal beginning, and then well, it like no. it shifted into being Hannibal. Yeah. But Stag was dying, and that represented Abigail. That Abigail or Will? I don't know. I'm not sure, I'm not sure Marcus. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, you know, I don't know either, but... I don't know. I, I I just really like that. Like, if you were to recount what happened in this episode on a surface level, it would make very little sense. You know, yeah. you, you, the, the overall take is that, yeah, Abigail is not actually alive and that Will, you know, ends up in Italy. Oh, and oh, I'm sorry. We, you know, we missed that whole ending bit where, like, they, they're, like, looking for Hannibal in the catacombs. Uh, and they, they, they get really close to finding him. And, and so where had, Hannibal had said, you know, I forgive you to, to Will. <laughs> back back at the end of the finale you have will saying the same thing to hannibal here and hannibal yeah. you know upon hearing that you know leaves like it, it gives him some solace here um do you think will was being truthful there no i could imagine he'd be truthful at this point seems too soon if, if nothing else i mean try to kill him gutted him killed abigail after you find out that Abigail's alive. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know about Jack. He knows about Jack. Jack and uh, Alana? Yeah, maybe they're dead. Yeah, so hopefully we'll um, find what hap- uh, find out what happened to them next episode. If, if we're continuing yeah. this sort of trend, you know? So I can't imagine, like, Will's like, alright, well, I get you, Hannibal. I feel you, brother. Right. But on the other I hand, the way Hannibal, I mean, sorry, the way Will was talking to the uh, investigator the whole time, where he's like, you don't know what side I'm on. And, and that whole sort of thing. You know? Yeah, that was weird. I still feel like that wasn't Will. <laughs> I, that was weird. I don't know. I just... It, 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 it keeps a certain mystery to Will and his intentions. Because even at the end of last season, where that whole, I don't really know what side Will's on here. Um, yeah. Thing, which, you know, at first you think, oh, all right, he's with Jack. But then just the way that played out, it was like, I I, I don't know. You know, clearly Will got sort of sort of what what's happening to uh what's her name right now uh you know from the first episode that that weird like Hannibal sort of corruption um going on it feels like that could have happened and maybe it's it has some lasting effects uh you know I don't know and I like that they played off that way cuz it it doesn't I can't really tell either way and yet it doesn't feel false to me you know it doesn't feel like if he if he were to be on uh, Hannibal's side it'd be a heel turn at the end or like oh of course he was obviously like that it, it could go either way and, and I, I really you know I enjoy that right but yeah um but yeah overall for me I, I actually like I said I actually really liked the episode apparently did you hear that whole like spat about like oh they they censored some like classic art <laughs> Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't notice either. I think one of the art pieces they showed, uh, probably back from in the day when uh, Hannibal, you know, 20 years ago, where he recreated the, the the men and the lady, like that piece of art. I think there's there's supposed to be some like man ass there, and they they sort of blurred it out on TV. 
No, I didn't even see that, but people like to be mad over everything, dog. Yeah, man. Nudity, can't have that, but, like, this this cutting up of a person, that's okay. <laughs> oh, but it's really pretty to watch, tell you that. Uh, yeah, it was, but it was also, like, this is one of those few times where it felt a little grotesque more so than usual when he was, like, shaping that, that piece of art. But yeah, so um, I'm definitely looking forward to the next episode of Hannibal, and I'm I'm probably not nah, especially getting a little late today. I was gonna say I'm gonna watch it right now, but like I'll watch it tomorrow, like for sure. Um, I'm down with that. Um, but yeah, I I think that's that. You know, that's it for Hannibal. Unless you have anything else you wanna you know input. No, to have much. I'm just seeing where this. I mean, I know the Red Dragon is involved in the season and everything. See how that plays out. Right. And uh, they even like for the Red Dragon. In the title episodes, they break out out of their Italian stuff. Do they? Ooh, that's interesting. I wonder if the end of that last Italian episode has a sudden, uh, sudden like shift. There's like a, a bit of a, a, you know, you know how like last season we had a sort of a mini finale that ended yeah. that arc. I wonder if they yeah. have a similar thing here. Probably, but yeah, they straight up just like bump it and went to the Great Red Dragon and the woman clothed in sun and the woman clothed with the sun and the beast from the sea. Just. Mm, interesting interesting definitely definitely want to check that out um all right so dude uh let's uh let's talk a little bit about orange the new black the animals, the animals, trap, trap, trap till the cages recently came out on netflix um, four episodes in i'm yep. done with the show and really easy to get through because nothing goes on <laughs> but yet you but yet you felt compelled to watch more of it might as well. I thought you would do the same, so I was like, I'm pop it. Oh, I thought uh, I thought you were just. Uh, yeah, okay. Get this out of the way. <laughs> um, I just felt there was nothing pressing me to watch more. Was the thing. I think I also kept on watching it because I wanted to see what would what's the, what's at stake here in the season. Mm-hmm. Nothing really. What's at stake? The the last thing I pretty much saw was like the the, the prison. It ends up, they're like, okay, you're going to be saved after all, that whole sort of thing. Like, they're, yeah. they're going to be taken over. And, and I could see where that was going, and I just felt like, okay. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, However, I'll get to that. <laughs> it's cool, I guess. You're in February episodes, and you're already fed up with Piper. I'm completely done with Piper. I'm at the point where we don't really need her story anymore. Like, she's not important. I feel like that already. So, like, nothing happens this season that contradicts that. I mean, something happens, too, with Piper in this season that makes me go, fuck Piper. <laughs> Right, oh, so, she, so she gets worse. <laughs> yeah, her story is 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 terrible, and I'm like, and then I look at these other stories that they have going around Piper, like the other inmates, and I'm like, those people are far more interesting than Piper. We really don't need her anymore. Less in this, and just call it call it a day. Like really, but she hasn't been important since season one. If we're being real. Her story ended in season one. The interesting part of her story ended in season one, which was a white girl, upper class white girl, ending up in jail uh, for a year in how she handles that. That part of that story is over. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, pretty much. Pretty yeah, much I mean, like... I'd, I'd say. Yeah, there's that. I don't know, man. I've, I've, I've never really been a fan of Piper. So, I mean, even last season, like you remember, I was on, I was on homeboy side. <laughs> in that whole, in I, that was, whole I was nonsense. on Piper's side and yeah. they did a pretty good job they've been doing a pretty good job up until now as far as keeping Piper at least a little bit interesting as a character but at this point she's just one of the inmates and as one of the inmates she sucks like she's just a sorry ass story if this Orange if Orange and New Black is about the black girls the Mexicans uh, Boo and Penistucky and some of the inmates are hanging around doing crazy stuff right 
and then maybe a little bit more like i don't know all the inmates but not like there's certain other inmates i don't want but a couple others that were pretty interesting hanging around in the background if it was all just them excluding piper and everybody that i didn't mention it'd probably be a pretty dope show because they're really good at maybe caring about these characters yeah i mean even like the from four I've seen, like they improved Penastucky so much, yeah, that I was I was pleasantly surprised by that. On the other yeah. end, though, and uh, I just I just want to know if she comes back later. The heroin addict. Oh yeah, um, Nikki. Yeah, does, does does she come back? Or was no. was that it? They just ship her off. See, yeah. that to me that is so strange because like it almost felt like they just killed her character in that one episode. They reveal like no, did. she's shitty. She's always so, been shitty, and she sucks. There's oh. rumor that she didn't want to do season three, so she had to finish up her character arc, and that was it. Oh, okay. I I, I could believe it because it's such a sudden, sudden just like, sh- and now she's gone. It 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 didn't really work for me, and I'm 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 sort of glad that they just wrote her off that way instead of do that and then try to come back from it. And then, like, even Daya, like, I don't, like, I know I said the Mexicans, but any of you that has to include Daya. And she's... No, she's not Mexican, though. <laughs> what is she? She's Dominican. Dominican. Oh, okay, whatever. Um, Latinas, whatever. Um, she, she's involved, but. She sucks. You kind of have to put up with her, because if you don't, then she's, you know, you don't really have much of the, the Latinas, because I like the mom in this season, and. And the other mom. Yeah, and. I don't know, man. Like, towards the end, it gets kind of better for Daya, like, as far as her story. But yes. I think they just took away... Never mind, I can't tell you. Okay, well, so let me let me ask this, then, because uh, this might come, come into play. Our, our boy from How to Get Away with Murder, he just... He pieces out. He runs away. Does he come back at all? Mm, no. Fucking shit! See, I was wondering how he was going to do that show and this show, and I guess he just decided I'm not doing this show anymore. <laughs> There's a rumor about what, how this season ends, about what he... Because you know, like, he goes to that house and everything, right? And he just leaves after that. Like, he never shows up again. Yeah. Um, the way that ends at the end of the season for that family, there's a rumor that he's involved. But we don't really see it. But huh. All right. Um, That's, you know, that actually makes me interested to, to see the rest of the season just to sort of see how he could could have played a role in it, you know, behind the scenes sort of thing. Yeah. Because they at least didn't write him off as as bad. Because it felt like that episode up until like when you know he dumped the crib. I thought he was just trying to get rid of those familial ties. Like with that that dude who you know on the one hand does show some sort of love for the family, but on the other hand is a like sexist as shit. You know, really has that machismo Latino uh, in him, and and like he's crazy. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> like he pulls out the gun as his form of discipline. Like that was insane. Um. And so I thought, like, dumping that family crib was just getting rid of that, like, getting, you know, trying to get rid of that influence. But then when he just ups and never comes back, uh, oof, that that was not so great for the character you can get. It didn't feel as much of a, just a complete 180 as the heroin addict girl um, was. But, yeah, they, they completely remove him from the show, and it kind of makes Daya better, so. Yeah, and that's Maybe it was that. that, that that'll help, because they, honestly, the bit we saw from them in, like, the first three episodes was shitty i was like oh it was it's it's piper and alex to me it's the same thing and i just just having none of it yeah i i got you back in jail because i missed you too much oh piper you're the worst and alex seems okay with that (laughs) but no even at the beginning alex is like super pissed it's like but you're the one who got her here in the first place you ratted on her Mm -hmm. and they might make it seem like like it's equal but they try to make it look like it's equal and it's not one's Mm -hmm. much worse and guess what it's not piper's so Alex doesn't have the right to be like so indignant about it all. Is it? I think Piper's is probably worse though. Alex I, did her time, and bullshit. She she didn't do her time. 
She did her time. She she turned. She flipped. That's why she got she less. She did. She was offered that. And then and then it's not like <laughs> she was supposed Piper... to be say no. And then she tells Piper about what's going on in her life outside, and then Piper basically snitches on her. Yeah, snitches on her. Know. She was still doing something wrong. She didn't plant evidence on Alex. I guess. Either way, Piper's a worries, and I don't like whatever. She, we could write her off the story. I wouldn't even know. I, I mean, I can't fight you on that. Can't fight you on that at all. Um, I so far from what I've seen, don't like Haley's new infatuation with Red. I see where it was coming from, and it's like, all right, dude, calm your shit. It's creeping. It's creeping me out, like right off the bat. And I've been a yeah. sort of a Healy apologist at times, but like, come on, oh, man. man, fuck that guy. Come on, it's weird. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, just watch it. It's like I told you. It's like it's really just like next episode, next episode, whatever, next episode, and that's it. I can see that. I, <laughs> I, I can feel I could put this on. Like, like I've mentioned before, Hannibal is something I need to put on, focus on, pay attention to everything. Really get what's happening. Orange is you black. Put it on, and it's it's there. There, I'll uh, eat some food or whatever while I'm watching it. Maybe you know, surf a little internet, do whatever. I don't feel like I need to devote everything, all my, you know, focus on it in order to get what's happening. Yeah. Well, except for TV, um, don't have any music. Whoa, no, I got six songs by um Miguel. Well, I actually have a little more TV, Jesse. What would you have? I had the end of Arrow and uh, The Flash for this the season. Finally finished Can that up. And we. I'm running a little bit late here. <laughs> and... Well, I, I, I can do the both in a minute. Okay. It's not going to be much. Uh, just like quick, just overall thoughts on the seasons. Season three of Arrow, eh. You don't like watch Arrow season, like, I guess sort of watch the essentials of season one to get what's going on and then just watch season two. I think you'd be fine with that. Flash season one is an overall fun ride. Really liked it. The ending is, it's a show that is very confident that it's coming back for season two. If it wasn't coming back, I'd be pissed. And uh, but I definitely recommend the both. Um, again, the Flash is sort of an opposite to Daredevil, and I'd recommend you you watch that one primarily. Like, yeah, there's a lot of crossover stuff with Arrow, but it's not you don't need Arrow to understand what's happening in the Flash. But yeah. Okay. So what's cool. what's going on with Miguel? Um, he has a new album coming out June 30th, and he put out a pre-order, and there are with the pre-order he released six new songs because Miguel is the man of the people, and um. I listen to like three, maybe, because I don't want to just like listen to the whole album. Right. Uh, there's and some of the songs are pretty are from his EP that he had a while back, and I listened to the EP a while back, and they weren't really good. But he does that like Adorn when it first came out wasn't really that good, and then he redid it, and then it came out, and yeah. Wait, was Adorn, the garbage Adorn. one with Mariah Carey? No, that's beautiful. Whatever. Oh, okay, my bad. But anyways, he has um, Face the Sun with Lenny Kravitz is actually really good. Hollywood Dreams is fire, and NWA is fire. He didn't listen to Going to Hell or Flesh, but I'm, at this point, with Miguel, he could... He might be my favorite non-rapper artist out right now. Why um, is that? I don't know. Everything he's made for music so far like has been unique, uh, dope, and he's not really let me down. Like From the beginning, All I Want Is You is dope. And then his next one, Kaleidoscope Dream, is probably the, one of the best R&B albums of all time. And now we get to here with Coffee and all these other jams that he has on here. It's just like, Miguel really knows how to make music well. So, you might be... He's never it's never the same, really. But, I don't know. Mm. So, pretty dope. Uh, uh, let me ask you this, Jesse. When, at what point is your opinion on Miguel going to shift like it did with The Weeknd? I think the, the reason why The Weeknd 
shifted on me because he made pop music and the pop music sucked. So <laughs> that's when it started shifting. Actually, it shifted way before that. On his second and third releases of, of those mixtapes after House of Balloons, he started making really sad music and I couldn't understand what he was singing, so he he sucked. I mean, it's that clear. Hmm. So if the week of Miguel started sucking, I think that's <laughs> when it shifts. Because he's already three albums in, and I'm pretty sure, like, I'm already used to what he is and what he's about, or what he could go with his music. And as long as it doesn't suck, I'm always down for it. I mean, the weekend was fresh and new, and then he came out, and then he just went all over the place. Came out popping with House of Balloons, sucked with Thursday, and sucked even more with Echoes of Silence. And then his major debut album was trash. So that's just me. Kiss Line is not good. But 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 Jesse, the Hills. The Hills is not on Kissland. The Hills is good. The Hills is bad. Like, that's the weekend I know of. But previous shit? Nah, I'm not with the shits, boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, you said that comes out June 30th? Word. All right. Might I be leaked. I think my this uh, next week. My girl Carly Rae is dropping real soon. So yeah. We'll probably have both of those albums. Uh, probably Carly Rae either next week or both albums in, like, two weeks, I guess. New Miguel album just for the 4th of July weekend. Awesome. I mean, but does Miguel really fit with Fourth of July, though? Coffee does. No, doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what what does fit. Would a, would a new Kanye have have definitely. scratched that itch? Mm-hmm. When Jay Z came out with his album, you know, if it was lackluster. Uh, it fit for the weekend because you know Jay Z. And there's some good jams on there too, so whatever. Right, right. Well, well, we'll see how that goes down. And uh, okay, so here, just to give a quick update, this is some weird shit. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen this before. Carly Rae's new album going to release on June 24th, 2015, in Japan. So that's going to be leaked. And then July 7th in, in North America. What the? No, that's going to be leaked first. Yeah, of it's course. But like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? Is it going to be know. Japanese? Does she, What's going does she on? Does have a good following in? Japan? She probably I, could, does. I, I mean, I could see it, but like, why different dates? You know, just just for like promotional purposes. Probably. That's that's strange. Uh, does, does your fave release in Japan first before the U.S.? I don't know, but does your fave give Grammys off an album three years after? <laughs> <laughs> Who are we talking about, Adele? Yeah, Adele. Yeah, but she doesn't make music anymore. She retired. You think so? No, I don't know, dude. Do I, I think so. I she's just too happy. Uh, I think Is so. she still married? I don't know. I don't know. Someone needs to go break up that marriage. Get who's the hottest chick on like get Alexander Daddario to go like hit up Adele's like husband or boyfriend or whatever. We need uh, we need the good music back. Has to happen. Because nineteen right. is really What's good. Because nineteen, yeah. her first album was really good. I mean, twenty one is just a juggernaut. And mm-hmm. just leave on that, like, mm, I, I mean, she'd have her she'd have her pretty good record. Pretty good track record, but yeah. did did you really feel like the last album was it for her? It, it no, just like I just thought that was the beginning. Like I was yeah. like, man, this she's gonna be huge. I loved that album when I first heard it. It was amazing. Oh. And then like a bunch of uh, old white ladies got a hold of it, and I kind of lost my taste for it. But still, it's just, I can't just deny what it did. You know, <laughs> was was it old white ladies or was it like chicks who were broken up with and who deserved to be broken up with? I don't know. I saw a lot of commercials for her tour, and I just saw a bunch of white ladies in the oh, stands, I and I was like, "Oh, this is this is her um, demographic, huh?" Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, hey, Jesse, don't don't hate on the old white ladies. They gotta yeah. listen to music too. I know. I'm just saying, like, I the same music I listen to. Like, it let the bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, oh, where am I? Who am I? 
<laughs> You're an old white lady now. You did Have you not looked in the mirror recently, Jesse? I like to personify as a young white lady, a young white girl. <laughs> not old. Who am I? Uh, well, all right, Jesse. I think that's been Mixed Nose episode 101. You should probably go and get your young white girl on right now. Probably. All right, man. You have a good one. Peace. Peace.